Welcome to the Kidmen Huddle, part of the Kids Matter Podcast Network. Gather round, Kidmen leaders, and be encouraged and equipped as you build the kingdom. Now here's your host, Amber Pike. Welcome to the Kidmen Huddle, episode 29. Today we are talking games. I've been thinking a lot about games lately. Uh, we had a really fun game night at church with the teens and the kids one Wednesday because I had them both. And then I've had some more little ones join my children's church, including my four, soon-to-be four-year-old as of Monday, next Monday. So I've been intentionally working on making our game time more interactive, more engaging to help those little ones just connect better with the lesson. And then the third reason I've been thinking about games is that we're having a meetup at Kids Matter on April 29th, next Thursday, and we're going to play some super awesome games. And you're actually going to get a little teaching on games. So I just want to talk games today. First of all, games have a purpose. I do not like games just for the sake of games. Um, I know those preteens tend to want to like just play dodgeball at VBS. I'm like, no, we need a purpose. If I have a game, there's a reason for it. This past week, I made a game called Feelings Face Off. You can find it on the Kids Matter store. And it's fun. And it's silly. And there are five different emojis and the kids have to make a face with one of those emojis. So you, you bet the throwing up emoji is the most popular. But they have to make a face and then the video goes. And if they match the face on the screen, they're out of the game. So it's fun and it's silly. But there's a purpose. Because the whole purpose of that video was to draw them into the fact that we can pray to God no matter how we feel. Games have a purpose, and it's really easy to make them have a purpose. You can do it to um, lead into what you're going to teach. You can start it off. You can teach through the game. There's lots of reasons for them to have a purpose, and it's tempting sometimes just to play a game for the sake of playing a game, but I challenge you to take it a step further. We're only given a certain amount of time with our kids. Some kids we see for that one hour maybe all month. So don't waste a minute or five minutes to play a game. Be intentional with the time and make your game have a purpose. Games can also be really interactive. This is kind of the season of ministry that I'm at right now is really making my games interactive because I'm a one room Sunday school children's church kind of church setup. I've got four-year-olds in there with fifth and sixth graders, and if you know anything about kids, you know developmentally they're at different levels. My four-year-olds cannot read and write and comprehend and think the same way that my big kids can. So for that reason, I've been making games more interactive, and it's helping. It's engaging my little ones, even if they don't really know the answers to the question. I do a lot of lesson-based and review kind of games. And when they're interactive, it gives everyone a chance to play. Whether or not you know the story, whether or not you were there last week, whether or not you even have a clue what's going on, you can still participate. Four Corners is a great way. I actually, in our new room renovation, used my vinyl machine and permanently put 
numbers in the corners. So we have our corners labeled for four corners because the kids have to get up and move. It engages them. I do a lot of sit up, sit down, stand up. So if you think this is the answer, stand up. If you think this is the answer, sit down. I'll do the same thing with move to. Move to this side if it's this. Move to this side if it's this. You can do games where kids have to hold up fingers. Is it one, two, three, four? Give me a thumbs up if you think it's this. Um, you can do race two games. Uh, we like buzzers. Well, actually, the kids, I like them, but they get loud. So the kids really like the buzzers. And I'll have buzzers on a table, and they'll have to like race to it or come to it. You can do games with bodies and faces to where they have to make a certain motion. They're acting out something with their body or with their face. All of these physical games are important. Kids learn better when their body is engaged. It gets their wiggles out. It helps them focus better. It can be a good physical transition to a longer teaching time because they've just moved. They got that blood flowing. Now they can sit down. Now they can listen. And honestly, it engages your big ones and your little ones a little bit better. And that's the goal. We want them to be paying attention. We want them to be listening. But kids have short attention spans. So if it's just talk, 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 you've lost them. But if you creatively insert games with a purpose, especially physical games, you've re-engaged them. You've broken up the lesson while they're still learning, but you've re-engaged them. It's good to get kids up and moving. So interactive games, I'm loving them. Also, you want your games to involve as many kids as possible. Depending on your church size, that might be hard because if you're doing an activity, you can't pull up 150 kids up on stage. But there are a couple of ways that you can do this. If you have something where you have two or four contestants up on stage, the rest of the kids can be helping them with the answer. So you give them a question or whatever and make it a sit down stand up so that all the kids get a chance to play. But the kids on stage are the ones doing the guessing. So true or false, um, Jesus had a pet fish. And the kids can stand up and sit down based on the answer. So you've just involved everyone, even if the ones on the stage are the ones competing for a prize or whatever. If you do games like Four Corners or Sit Down, Stand Up or Move To, that involves everyone, even your littles, even the ones who maybe don't really know the answer, but they still get to participate. Like I said, my four-year-old has started coming to Children's Church and she doesn't know the answers, but she holds Bubby's hand and she walks to the right section and she thinks she's participating. You can do shout it out games. It gets loud, but everyone gets a chance to participate. Um, and you can do kind of like team games, this side of the room versus that side of the room. You can do take turn games. Um, the downside with those that I've found is that your little ones get disengaged. So like I said, we got the buzzers and we'll put them on two crates stacked up or kind of perfectly kid height for buzzers. They're screwed together so it's safe. And we'll have teams and it's like a face-off trivia question and the first person on each team has a chance to answer and then they go to the back of the line and you just keep going through. This gets hard for the little ones because they want it to be their turn all the time. 
So I don't do a ton of those with my younger ones because when it's not their turn, they're not that happy. But if you get creative, there are a lot of ways that you can involve a lot of different kids in the games. And you wanna involve them because you want them engaged. The goal of church for children's ministry is bringing the Bible to life. So you need to know your why for games. Why are you playing the game? If it's just to fill time, I promise you, there are some better things that you can do with your time that will be teaching boys and girls about Jesus. Your games need to have a purpose. Like I said, they can help you introduce a lesson or a teaching point or even a Bible story. Maybe you're going to play a game that involves water. You're going to run outside and play a water game. And you're going to segue it to talking about the flood or whatever. Or like I did with the feelings game. We played a game about feelings. It was an active game. It involved their body. Everyone could be involved. But then we led into our lesson by, hey, all these feelings, do you know we can pray to God no matter what? Let's talk about Job. Your games can teach a point. They can help kids focus. It can draw kids into a lesson. And let's be honest, games make it fun. We want fun. We want the Bible to come to life. Kids like games. I have one little boy every week. Are we going to play a game? Are we going to play a game? Now, he's one of my little ones who, at five, he's not always listening. He doesn't always know the answer, but he likes games. The more active, the better. So I challenge you, Kidman leaders, don't just play a game for the sake of playing a game. Use every second and every minute of the time you have with these boys and girls and make it count. Make the Bible come alive to them. And remember, what you do matters.